Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Well, hey friends, welcome back to Anchored In Always. Um, I am excited about this episode today. I have already talked with you all a few episodes back on anxiety. And actually I had my uh, good friend of mine come on the show and she shared her story with anxiety. Um, And I know that a lot of of women listening that have reached out to me and that I've worked with struggle with anxiety. But another area that um, a lot of people that I've talked to and sponsored and coached struggle with is depression. And some people I know struggle with both. Some deal with anxiety and depression or some one or the other. And so I just felt that this was a a very important topic for us to discuss. And as you guys know, I love to have my dad, um, Pastor Mike Stambaugh, on the show with me um, periodically. And he recently, I've also mentioned to you that he has a YouTube channel um, that I'll put the link in the show notes again today for you. But he's been doing a 16 part series on the enemies within, um, dealing with the enemies of our soul. Is it soul, mind, and emotions? Mind, will, and emotions. Mind, will, and emotions. And most recently, the um, five of the episodes towards the end um, all deal with the, the enemy of the emotions on depression. And so I thought he would be perfect to have on the show to talk with us a little bit today about depression and really what the Bible has to say about it um, and what it is um, and then what we can do to to help um, if we have depressions from a spiritual standpoint. So um, dad, welcome back to the show today. I'm so happy as usual to have you on here with me. Always good to be with you, honey. Always good to be able to see you and and uh, spend time with you even doing this and to be able to share the word of God with other people. So thank you again for having me. Yes, yes. Well, let's jump right in um, because I know when we're on, when we have you on the show, (laughs) we use the full time. So let's let's jump in and get to the good stuff. Um, So dad, I just wanted to kind of start off with, like I've mentioned, I've talked about anxiety, um, but um, want to focus on depression today. And tell um, if we could talk a little bit about where does the spirit of depression really come from? What causes us to become depressed? Okay, good question, honey. Let, let, me, uh, let me clarify something I think is important to use here. Be careful. Uh, I, I would be careful in calling it a spirit of something. I'm always careful of calling a spirit something. There are, you know, there's some people, they I mean, they see a demon behind everything. So, you know, you blow your nose and they've just, um, they've just uh, caused the demon of snot to be uh, exhumed from their body. You know, not everything is demonic. We fight against the flesh. We get fight against fight against the demonic. But I think it it would be very uh, careful. Matter of fact, it was interesting. Not that I, I'm not saying that I don't think some depression is demonic. Okay. As far as where depression comes from, I, I think there are two sources of depression. I think it can be physical, and I think it can be physical only. 
that in other words, there's a chemical imbalance that that's taken place. There's something the way that your body was designed that uh, you just battle with this more. And in that, uh, you know, and when I did this uh, series and when I finished up these last five sessions with depression, I just kept reiterating over and over and over, don't be afraid to go to a doctor there. You're not you're not on spiritual because you see a physician. You're not on spiritual because you take medication for depression. Um, you know, the Apostle Paul, who I think the greatest man, the greatest spiritual man of faith that probably walked the earth next to the Lord Jesus himself, traveled with a physician, Luke. Why? Because he had physical issues. He had some physical issues. It was important for Luke to be there with him. So there's nothing wrong with going to a doctor. Um, there's nothing wrong with, with, with seeing this from a physical perspective, okay? At the same time, it can be spiritual. It, it could be the result of disobedience or to the Lord, or the result of guilt, or the result of unconfessed sin, or, or the result of harboring bitterness. And we can go on and on, and we're going to cover some of those things today. Or it can be both. It can be a combination of physical and spiritual. Look, we are we are physical, spiritual beings. That's how we're created. Uh, the one doesn't function without the other. Okay, um, we're we're primarily spiritual beings. That's going to be our our status for all eternity. But we're going to live in a body. It's just going to be a new glorious body. We're not going to be like casper the friendly ghost floating around um you know so uh, I, I think that we really have to understand we need to look at it so if you're a person who has been diagnosed with depression and you're on medication and it's chemical that's that's fine don't don't stop taking the medication don't, but at the same time look at the spiritual aspects of it there may be some spiritual things that are contributing to that okay and if you're a person who's struggling with uh, depression but it's not a chemical imbalance don't be afraid still to see a doctor with that okay but again look at the spiritual look at both it's a, it can be a combination of both um as far as the causes of depression um i i don't know that i i cover them all now in defining depression i i define depression as this that it's a state uh, of con of continual heaviness and gloom emotionally that weighs us down and affects every part of our being, including our mind and our will. So, you know, where I, I dealt with the mind and the enemy of the mind was doubt. I dealt with the will and the enemy of the will's discouragement. Depression can create more doubt and depression can create more discouragement because we are emotional beings and that that just weighs on us. Okay. It just takes over everything about us. It heightens. So if you battle with doubt, you battle with discouragement, it just heightens those things. Um, all right. So it is that it is that uh, emotional heaviness and gloom, and it's just a weight on us, just weighs us down. And uh, I talked about 13 symptoms, and I talked about nine causes of depression. And um, the symptoms are to help you identify the cause. Okay, you don't want to just deal with the symptoms because if you just deal with the symptoms, it's like going out in your yard and mowing off the dandelions. All right, it looks good for three days, mm -hmm. uh, but the next rain, you know, it, it, your your yard's yellow again because the key to getting rid of dandelions you got to get the root. Okay, uh, in in the same thing, 
the symptoms help you maybe identify that you are depressed? Because I think there's a lot of people walking around not understanding that they are fighting depression. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not understanding they're depressed. So if you see some of these symptoms, and I, I, you know, I'll just name them here, Katie. I, 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 if if people want to go to my YouTube channel and watch that series, I go into a little more detail with each one of these symptoms. But the thirteen symptoms are uh, loss of focus, loss of energy or activity, just don't want to do anything, loss of pleasure. There's just no, there's, there's no joy or happiness. Nothing brings joy or happiness anymore. Uh, loss of hope co- uh, and confidence. We see that in King Saul. Uh, loss of joy. Uh, loss of self-esteem. Uh, you know, a, a depressed person is usually pretty self-negative. You know, um, the, the glass is always half empty kind of thing. Um, loss of... Uh, in loss of or an increase uh, in appetite, you know, you can, some people who are depressed just can't eat and some people can't stop. Um, both of those can be um, symptoms of depression, loss of or increase of sleep. Some people are depressed, sleep all the time. Some people uh, just can't get a good night's sleep. Oof, battle with depression, physical complications, because depression can affect other aspects. Okay, so blood pressure and heart palpitations, and you know all different kinds of things that can come from that. Um, isolation, we see that uh, you know Elijah, the great prophet Elijah, um, isolated himself, got into a "woe is me" thing, uh, was all by himself, and. And, uh, you know, Jonah was another one who fought with depression and, and he isolated himself. Matter of fact, he isolated himself so much that he ended up in a f- belly of a fish um, so he could think about um, his isolation. Uh, emotional extremes. It can be a symptom of depression. Cain saw, uh, again, was an example of that. Uh, one moment he, he wants David to be with him and the next moment he's trying to make a shish kebab out of him with a spear. Um, so, you know, you just see those biblical characters with that, uh, change in thought patterns can be a symptom. And it usually is, uh, they're usually negative thought patterns regarding yourself or regarding your surroundings or regarding you, your future. You know, in other words, um, things are never going to get better. Um, you know, there, there is no light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. And then finally, probably the extreme symptom are thoughts of suicide. Symptoms comes from some causes. And I listed nine causes, went through nine causes um, in in my podcast. And so, again, I'm not going to go into detail here, but just to list some of these causes. And by the way, I'm not saying those 13 are the only symptoms. And I'm not saying these nine are the only causes. These are just things as I studied and and that kind of thing and thought back on counseling sessions and stuff like that. These are the things that I came up with. But uh, nine causes. First of all, one of the causes uh, that things that can cause depression is personal loss or failure can contribute to depression. Anxiety or stress can contribute to depression. And and I'm glad you differentiated between that. I think there is a difference between anxiety and depression. Um, I think anxiety has to do with your outlook on things. Like for instance, anxiety usually deals with the uh, either past, something in the past or something in the future, both of which you can't control. 
and you just stress over it. You worry about it. You know, uh, you can't go back in the past and change it. And you can't get to the future to determine how it's going to play out. So that's, that's not necessarily depression. Depression usually has to do with the here and now. Um, so there is a little difference between that. Um, so anxiety or stress can contribute to that. If you want a verse on that, uh, people that are listening, Proverbs 12, 25 says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. And that phrase, weigh him down, comes from one Hebrew word, which means to depress, to let the air out of, to, you know, to, to just load down. Um, another cause of depression is physical or spiritual fatigue. And again, Elijah is an example of that. He was very fatigued after his battle with the uh, prophets of Baal. We see that First Kings 19. Um, another cause is attitudes of bitterness or resentment. Uh, Jonah was bitter. He was bitter. He didn't want God to bring revival to the city of Nineveh. That's why he ran in the first place. And, and so he, he, he's resentful that God brought about uh, revival in the city of Nineveh, and it caused him to be very, very depressed. Uh, another thing that can cause depression is continual discouragement. So I talk about discouragement in that series. But the continual discouragement, when it's just ongoing with just one discouragement after another, that can be a cause of depression, okay? Um, right along with that, another one is hopelessness can contribute to depression. Uh, David demonstrated that at times. You know, he said in Psalm 42, 5 and 6, why are you, he's talking to himself. He says, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul. And that word cast down comes from the Hebrew word uh, shock, and it means to sink or depress. So he is sinking in depression. And the reason that he's depressed is because his soul has not put its hope in God. So in other words, he feels hopeless. So he says, why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. See, his solution was hope in God. Why? Because there was something going on in his life that was creating hopelessness. And as a result, he, he was uh, depressed. Uh, a seventh uh, cause can be family issues, can cause depression. I, I think of Proverbs 10.1, which says a foolish, foolish son is sorrow to his mother. And that word sorrow means to depress or to make heavy in spirit. So when you have family issues, it can be very depression. That can be a, a cause uh, of depression. Uh, oppression itself can contribute to depression, whether it's being oppressed by people or whether it's demonic oppression, uh, you know, whatever it is, that, that can create depression. And then finally, uh, and I spent one whole session on this because I just thought this was so important, uh, unforgiveness can cause depression. It can be a cause. Um, I, there, there, there's something about unforgiveness that uh, it is... It, it just locks you in a prison when you are unforgiving. And Jesus talked about that in, in uh, Matthew chapter um, uh, 18. So, so those nine causes of depression, 13 symptoms of depression, uh, just to give people a little heads up as to what, what really is behind it all. Yes. Um, there is so much there for sure, dad. So I, I would definitely encourage if you're listening to check out the link that I'm going to put in the show notes so you can, you know, really listen into more detail into each of those. But 
I just think it's so important. Um, we say these, this to people in recovery all the time too, that, you know, you can't just, um, you know, fix the symptoms, like just sobriety in and of itself, just getting rid of the issue is not going to get rid of the issue. Like, um, that we have to go down deeper to the root of the issue and the cause. Why do you drink excessively? Why do you, you know, that for recovery sake, we're looking at those things. So same thing with depression. I love that you mentioned that, um, looking at not just the symptoms, although it's important to recognize those, um, and then, but then what, what's causing, you know, those sim- symptoms. And that's really the, the, the heart of the matter, um, a lot of the time. So, um, and let me, ju- let me just say this to Katie in, in that what I said on the podcast, I'd, I'd say here, cause I think it would be encouragement to people. I listed the symptoms and the causes, but the big key here is this is as, as a person is going through them and, and listening to them and reading, uh, you know, reading about them. Be very sensitive to ask the Holy Spirit. If something, if something like if one of those symptoms that I read, you say, boy, I struggle. Now, I, you know, here's another thing I say too. Just because maybe you're not eating, okay, doesn't mean you're depressed. Just because you you can't get to sleep for a couple nights doesn't necessarily mean you're depressed. So don't take every one of the symptoms and say, oh, I've got that. Oh, gosh, I must be depressed. You know, it, it may not be. I'm just saying those are possibilities. But I, the big key here is ask the Holy Spirit if if one of those symptoms as I read it off or one of those causes as I read those off triggered something within you, then, you know, the next step, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal if this is a cause, if this is something you're struggling with, because I, th- I think the Spirit of God definitely wants us to, to be able to deal with those things. We can't deal with it if we don't know what the issue is. So just wanted to include that with that. Yes, definitely. I think that's definitely important to say. And I was going to say that you that what you said, too, was um, recognizing like the, that that there's some physical components to it and there's spiritual components and there's not and there can be just physical and just spiritual, which kind of leads me to my next question as well, uh, because I think a lot of people, Christians that struggle with depression feel a sense of guilt or shame about that and, and wonder, you know, is this am I sinning? you know, is it a sin to be depressed? And I think we, I, I, I talked about it a little bit with anxiety, but I wanted to ask you what your thoughts were on, you know, depression as a sin. And then, you know, like, what did the, what does the Bible have to say to just support, you know, what you're saying either way? Okay. Well, is depression a sin? It, this, I, I don't want this to sound compromising, but it, it depends on the cause. So sometimes, uh, uh, sometimes depression, yes, it can be a sin, and sometimes no. So let me give you an example. For instance, let's go up to uh, one of the co- a couple of the causes. One of the causes we said was uh, um, family family issues, and we read Proverbs ten one, where uh, a foolish son brings sorrow to his mother. Okay, and that word sorrow meant to depress. Um, I wouldn't necessarily believe that a mom's depression over a wayward child. And by the way, the word foolish doesn't mean that the child just does stupid things. The word foolish here has to do with their relationship with the Lord. We're talking about a foolish son that they've turned their back on God. A foolish child, they're not, there's not a relationship with God. And I'm telling you, I've, I've sat with many, many parents who are so grieved and burdened because their children were brought up 
in their home where they exalted Christ, um, brought up in the church where they heard the word of God preached every week and are not walking with the Lord at all. And it's and and there's an element of depression that is there. Is that a sin for a parent to be depressed because their child is um, maybe not saved, maybe not interested in spiritual things? I would say no. I would say, no, it's not. Um, I would say th there's grief there. There's, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't confuse depression with grief. Um, at the same time, um, one of our other causes was an unwillingness to forgive. And unwillingness to forgive can create depression, can cause depression. Is, is depression a sin there? Yes. Why? Because the cause of it is the sin. So you got to go. That's why you got to go back and see what the cause of depression is. If your depression isn't physical, if your depression is, is not physical, then there is something that is the cause of that depression. You know, there's a there's a cause that comes from it if it's spiritual. And that's why it's important to go and, and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the cause. You know, if there's been an unwillingness to forgive, then the depression is the result of that. Um, so that, yeah, there's, there's, there's a sin factor there. Okay. Um, I, I, and I want to be careful with that because here's, here's the other problem with all this too, Katie, is depression itself makes people feel guilty. You know, I, so many people who struggle with depression feel guilty because they're on medication. They feel guilty because someone has said, well, you don't have enough faith. Uh, feel guilty because they feel weak. You know, uh, guilt is a function of our soul and a function of our spirit. Now, there is a there is a true guilt that comes from um, offending God with personal sin. In other words, when we have sinned against the Lord, there is a guilt that is a genuine guilt that the Holy Spirit brings upon us. But that guilt leads us to an awareness of the sin, a, a, a confession and turning from that sin so that we can be right with God. There's also a pseudo guilt that comes, and that comes from Satan. And so when a person's depressed, let me tell you something, Satan loves depression because he can attack that person. And he can start bringing these thoughts. See, you're not a strong Christian. You're not, you know, look, you got to depend on this medication. Uh, look at you. You're in gloom all the time. You're, you don't, you're, you're not affecting anybody for, for good, for the kingdom. I mean, he just bombards people with this. And that's why it's so important, again, to seek to determine the cause of your depression, because you, Satan will have a heyday uh, with if you don't do that. So. Sometimes, yes, depression can be a sin, and sometimes depression is not a sin. And uh, and I and I would say that most of the times it's not a sin from this perspective. I, I don't think depression is a cause of anything. I think depression, from a spiritual perspective, is the result of something. It, you know, there's a cause for it, kind of thing. So in that sense. You're depressed because something else has caused it, and it may be the something else that's the sin, not the depression per se. So that, so that when you deal with the sin, it, the depression's going to go away. Paul says in Romans eight one, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. 
Satan loves to come in and condemn us. Satan loves to come in and, and attack us verbally and say, you, you're not even a Christian if you think like that. You're not a Christian because you feel this way. You're not a, I mean, when, when you have those kind of uh, verbal assaults coming at you, you can know that's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy, Holy Spirit is there to convict for the purpose of restoration and holiness and correction and, and restoring our walk with God, not for the purpose of belittling us and flattening us and knocking us down even further. Right. Well, good. Well, yeah, Dad, that kind of actually leads right into what I wanted to um, have you talk about next. Um, and for time's sake, too, I wanted to get to this because I think this is so important for people. Like once we identify that, you know, some some symptoms of depression and then, like you said, the causes, we know that that the enemy um, uses this to, you know, to um, attack us. And so what can we do as believers? What um, what weapons do we have as believers to combat um, depression? Okay. Well, let me, uh, what I'm going to do is I'll give you the four um, ways that I gave on that, uh, on my lessons to uh, deal with depression. And, can, and again, not in as much depth. Number one, seek to determine the cause. And we pretty much talked about that. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about that. Uh, if it's a physical cause, get to a doctor. If it's a spiritual cause, you know, look at the 13 symptoms and the nine causes and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal which of those might apply uh, to you. All right. Uh, but secondly, now, if, 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 and even if it's physical, look, even if it's a physical, I would still apply these other um, um, steps or whatever you want to call them processes in dealing with um, depression. Secondly, read and meditate on large portions of scripture. Read and meditate large portions of scripture. And there's a couple of reasons that I gave for doing that. Number one, reading and meditating on God's word builds strength. And that's what you need because when you're depressed, you are sapped of emotional strength, mental strength, physical strength, and spiritual strength. And so David, or not David, I should say the psalmist, we don't know if it was David or not, that wrote the 119th Psalm. The psalmist says in Psalm 119, verse 28, my soul melts away for sorrow. And that word sorrow is uh, the Hebrew word tugah, and it means heaviness or depression of spirit. And so the psalmist is saying when he's depressed, here's what happens. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. So it is the word of God. He says, hey, listen, when my soul's melting because of sorrow, it is the word of God that gives me strength. And, and let's face it when, it, when when you're fighting depression, you don't feel strong. You don't feel strong. You feel exhausted. You feel beaten down. You, you feel there's a weariness that comes. And here, you know, the psalmist says, my, my soul is melting away. I need the strength that comes from your word. So reading and meditating on God's word helps to build strength that fights against depression. Secondly, reading and meditate on God's word brings joy. All right. And joy is not one of the things you experience in depression. So this is really important. Um, a couple scriptures that uh, those of you that are listening can look at. I love Psalm chapter four. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. In other words, this is really important. Joy was not something he sought after. Joy was something that was the result of him walking with the Lord. 
as he fixated on God, as he fixated on God's word, God put joy in his heart. I, I love that. It wasn't David's responsibility to put joy in his heart. And, and I think there's a difference here between joy and happiness, okay? And I think we have to understand that. Joy is something that's very deep, grounded in a spiritual. Happiness is just, it's an emotional thing. Happiness, matter of fact, the word happiness comes from the word happenstance. So happiness really has to do with whether our circumstances are good or not. If, if they're, look, if, 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 if you're getting along with your spouse, you're happy. If you're getting along with your child, you're happy. If you get along with your neighbor, you're happy. If you get along at work, you're happy. If you're not getting along in any of those places, you're not happy. Why? Because it's totally dependent upon the circumstances. Joy is not dependent upon that. You can, you can be in, 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 very hard circumstances and still experience joy and God puts that joy in your heart and you say well how does he do that I think that Jeremiah 15 16 gives us the answer when he says Jeremiah says this your words were found and I ate them in other words it's not just a casual reading you've got to let the scripture saturate you your words were found and I ate them and your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. So I think reading and meditating God's word brings joy and that's something you don't experience in depression. So that's why I say read and meditate on large portions of scripture because it gives strength and it gives joy, both of which you need uh, as you walk through depression. And one other thing I would add with, even with the scripture, um, listen to the scripture being read. Don't just read it yourself. Listen to it being read, especially as you go to sleep at night. So, you know, the neat thing now is you can have the Bible on your phone. You got all these different apps you can put on your phone with the Bible. You, you know, put in your earbuds at night before you go to bed or your headphones or whatever, and go to sleep and, and let the scriptures saturate your spirit, your soul. You know, one of the things that I talk about in this podcast or in this uh, YouTube teaching I do is that I believe that we are a trichotomy, which means that we are a body, soul, and spirit. Uh, our spirit never sleeps. Our soul rests at night. And of course, our body rests at night. Uh, but our spirit never sleeps, never has to sleep. Our spirit is in communion or communication with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Romans 8, 16 bears that out, where it says the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, himself bears witness with our spirit, little s, that we are the children of God. In other words, there's this, there's this affirmation that the Holy Spirit gives to us, our spirit, regarding our, excuse me, regarding our salvation. But I don't think that's the only communion that the Holy Spirit has with our spirit. Uh, you know, David said... Uh, David said, or the psalmist said in Psalm 1, that he meditated on the word day and night. Uh, Moses told Joshua in Joshua 1.8 to meditate on the word day and night. Now, how can you do that? I mean, how can you meditate day and night? When do you sleep? When do you eat? When do you go to work? Well, I'll tell you, when you do that is you meditate at night. I think you meditate as you allow the word of God to be the last thing that's on your mind at night and the Holy Spirit and your spirit. Um, you know, they go back and forth uh, communing over the word of God. And sometimes you wake up with a thought that you just know the Lord gave you that thought through the night that has to do with that scripture. So um, I think there's a communion that takes place. So, you know, put on uh, a scripture and uh, the Psalms, especially, and just go to sleep with the Psalms in your head. All right. So, so 
read and meditate on large portions of scripture. That's the second way. Thirdly, I think you have to change some of your patterns. Um, and that's hard if you're depressed because you don't have a lot of ambition. But I think uh, you got to change the patterns of your speech. Uh, you've got to watch what do you, you think. And uh, matter of fact, you are what you think and you are what you say. And so you need to be very careful of the things that come out of your mouth. For instance, if, if you run around saying, well, I'm a, I'm a psychotic, depressed person. Well, thank you. You just owned it. You know, that, that's probably what you are because that, that, that's the thing you're speaking out of your mouth. You know, Proverbs 18.21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we can either speak death to ourselves or we can speak life to ourselves. But we got to be careful what we speak. Jesus said every careless word that we speak uh, will give account for in the day of judgment. So, you know, we need to be we need to be speaking adoration and thanksgiving. That needs to be a daily part of our speech, you know, praising God for who he is. That's adoration. Thanking God for what he's done. That's, that's thanksgiving. And, and, you know, if we start off that way and, and, and just change the patterns of our speech, we'll be amazed at, at um, uh, what that will do to our emotions. Uh, not only that, we, I, I think we need to change the patterns of our environment. And again, this just goes with listening to scripture at night before you go to sleep. But I encourage people who are depressed. I say, listen, play and listen to uplifting, lively songs of worship and praise. You know, um, again, I go back to the example in First Samuel chapter 16, Katie, where Saul was depressed because a tormenting spirit was oppressing him. And it says this in verse 23 of 1 Samuel 16, it says, whenever the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the harp, played it with his hand, and Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. So play good, solid songs of worship and praise. When I, and when I mean good, solid, I'm talking about play biblical songs that are doctrinally solid. Make sure that the words of the song align with the truths of Scripture. Uh, there's a there's a lot of junk out there called Christian music today, both hymns and contemporary music that they're not biblical. But when you when you put scripture, when you put scripture into music, the scripture has a powerful transforming effect on a person, whether it's spoken or whether it's sung. As a matter of fact, I, we we tend to I, I was always trying to think of ways that I could get people to sing my sermons mm -hmm. because I thought they might remember them longer. OK, because when you sing something and you put a melody to it, it just stays with you. So when you put a melody to scripture, uh, it, it, there's just a transforming, powerful effect on that. And then fourthly um, or thirdly, on the changing, change your uh, change, your, your, your speech, change your environment, uh, change also your patterns of exercise and activity. This is probably more physical from a physical perspective. Get outdoors, um, get get fresh air, walk, ride your bike, do something, get out in the garden, play in the dirt. Um, <laughs> I literally mean play in the dirt because it, it is said there's something about dirt that helps us medically. All right. I don't know. I don't know that I advise eating it, but at least <laughs> get out in it and get your hands dirty. Uh, meet with people. Get with someone uh, to do those things with. Uh, so that there's some kind of accountability. So, you know, you just got to change patterns. Depressed people have to change patterns. And then finally, seek help. 
seek help. Whether it's physically, if you go to a doctor, it's fine. Spiritually, go to your pastor, go to a spiritual leader, go to a godly friend. Don't walk through this thing alone. Galatians 6.2 says, bear one another's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? That we love one another. And, 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 and th that word burdens there is interesting. It's a very, a very uh, strong word. It means a crushing load. Bear one another's burdens. In other words, here, you, you see people who have loads that are too heavy for them to bear by themselves. And depressed people can be in that kind of a situation where the depression is just too heavy for themselves. And that's what Satan loves to do again. Bring that isolation so that you don't find strength walking with someone else. So don't walk this thing alone. You know, seek help. So, so seek help. Uh, change uh, your, your patterns. Uh, read and, and meditate on large portions of scripture and seek to determine the cause. Those are the four things that we talk about and talk about in a little more detail on the podcast. Yes, yeah, there's um, so many great points there. And I think, you know, if um, you're listening to this today, that that um, I hope that you were encouraged by that as I was and just um, those tips, because I think, you know, often we can just get stuck in the mindset of, you know, I, I, I struggle with this and I'm just always going to struggle with this, whatever it may be. And God will never be able to use me. My life is meaningless and you can just, it can just go down this rabbit hole. And so I think it's important to um, listen to this and be reminded that, um, you know, God can use you. And as my dad listed so many different examples just in this episode, and he goes into more detail on his YouTube channel um, about people in the Bible that, that were, um, you know, strong in their faith that God used in mighty, mighty ways. And they struggled with um, emotions, like just like you and I do. So, um, and sin. And so I think it's just important uh, for us to remember that, that um, we aren't defined by our depression or our anxiety or any of the things that we struggle with that, that God can still use us. And that there are, there are ways to overcome these through, through him and through like um, some of the things my, my dad talked about today. So um, I hope that encourages you today as it did me. Um, and with that, for time's sake, dad, um, I, I just wanted to encourage everybody again, I will put the show in the show notes, the link. So you can check out these episodes, the enemy within, and I would encourage you to go all the way back to the beginning and listen to all of them because they kind of build on each other. And, and, and I, I found that to be very helpful. Um, and then specifically depression are the more, I think the last five episodes, um, of that 16 part series that, that my dad did on the YouTube channel. He, he has, so I will put that link in there, but dad, if you, um, first of all, I just want to thank you again for being here today and just sharing with us, uh, um, with us on this very important topic. And if you could just, um, close us in prayer um, today, uh, just a prayer over the listener who's who's maybe struggling with depression. Um, that would be wonderful. Yes. Father, thank you for this time to be able to share your word. And I know we've rattled through a lot of things, but Lord, I know that your Holy Spirit can take specific things and bring them into the mind and hearts of people who are listening, especially those who are struggling with depression. Uh, Lord, first of all, I pray that you would help that person understand your deep love for them and that your care for them. And just as Katie had said, 
uh, Lord, that there were so many men and women in the Bible who struggled with depression, and you did not bring condemnation upon them. You did not browbeat them. You did not look down upon them, Lord. You were there. You were near. You, you helped them out of it. You strengthened them through your word. You put joy in their heart. Uh, Lord, you are not a respecter of persons, so you would not just do that for people that are recorded in the pages of Scripture and not do the same thing for us as we walk with you. So may we, may we have confidence in that. May we trust in you. Uh, may we be lifted from darkness, Lord, that may be upon us to walk in the light of joy and peace and, um, and the light of your truth. So thank you again for the opportunity to share. May your Holy Spirit do his work uh, continually in the hearts of those who have listened. For your glory and for their good, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. And be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.